Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You're about to arrive to the right place. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Ellen and Aaron Sportsbook Podcast. Are you ready for it? Now, here is Ellen and Aaron. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. So glad to have you on board tonight. It is July 9th, 2021, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. And we're going to have you a great show tonight. We're going to discuss a whole bunch about a lot of different topics. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I did want to let you know that my co-host, Aaron, unfortunately couldn't make it tonight. But definitely, we have him in our prayers, and he'll be back with us really, really soon. So definitely, best wish to my co-host, Aaron, here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. And we're going to go ahead and get started tonight. If you wish to join the discussion at any point, feel free to give us a call at 516-418-5572. Again, that's 516-418-5572. We definitely value your input and your opinions. Don't take anything to heart. So feel free to be yourself and express your your thoughts on any topic you may agree with or disagree with. But first and foremost, we'll get started by congratulating the Tampa Bay Lightning on going back-to-back here in Tampa, or most people would say, Tampa Bay. You know, Aaron was very, very adamant about saying that he believed that the Lightning was going to go ahead and win this series and win the Stanley Cup and go. He predicted it actually when the playoffs just started. So definitely he was right on the money with the prediction. I felt like they were going to get it too, but I didn't think it was going to be easy road. Anytime you are the champs, Everybody, you cannot take a night off because everyone's going to bring their 110% to beat you. It's not like your team that no one really expects. You're the number one guy. The one series that I felt like they were going to have a tough series at, and they did, was against the New York Islanders. They get past that series. They go ahead and, and play the Devils. And they, you know what? They actually did outstanding. They, they did such a great job, I thought, against this series. And winning it, it was unbelievable because you didn't think they were going to actually lose a game. They didn't lose a game away, and they come back and win it at home, which is outstanding. The Tampa Bay Lightning for going back-to-back and keeping the Stanley Cup here in Tampa Bay, folks. Yeah, so that was a, a fantastic win. And the nice thing about that is, um, yep, they was able to beat the Canadians. I, I said Devils, I'm sorry, I meant to say Canadians. And they went ahead and repeated. The boat parade is scheduled for those who are curious and want to know. Boat parade is going to be on Monday right in, right in um, downtown Tampa. So 
not too far. It's basically the same spot that the Bucks had their boat parade. It's becoming a familiar spot. <laughs> you know, we've, we've, these boat parades are a lot of fun. Definitely should be exciting. So look forward to joining that on Monday. And it should be a, an excellent time for everybody that goes. And the boat parade, I'm going to give you the details on that. And it kicks off at 11 o'clock p.m. And that's Monday, as I mentioned. So I want to let you know that. Other things that we're going to know is that uh, it's going to be right in front of the, the chrome crowd of Emily Arena, just like last year. So get your boat. Be ready. Get a chance to get a lot of great pictures. Stanley Cup. Should be awesome. I saw Antonio Tarver was there. He was on the big screen. We had Antonio Tarver here on our show. So that was exciting to see a familiar face on the big screen. And we had a lot of celebrities come through during this finals, which was awesome. You know, um, yeah, John Travolta, Tony Robbins. So Tampa Bay is doing big things. You know, you just never know who might be walking around in Tampa. You just never know. People are big fans here of the sports. Now the only question is if indeed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can go ahead and repeat because the Tampa Bay Lightning did their thing. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning on winning their huge Stanley Cup and keeping it here in Tampa Bay. Go to their parade, 11 o'clock on Monday. And then um, definitely – it even deserves another round of applause for that. Now, it's not every day that you win the Stanley Cup in your town and to win it two two years in a row. Last year was a shortened season because of COVID, and to win it in a full season is very sweet. And speaking of that, we're going to transition now talk a little about about the NBA and what's going on over there. You know, the NBA, the finals is in effect. The Suns are up 2-0. And Kendrick Perkins did mention that he feels as if the Milwaukee Bucks, and his words, are the quote-unquote the dumbest team ever in the history of the finals. And he's really, what he's alluding to, what Kendrick Perkins alluded to is the coaching on both sides, he feels that the Suns coaching is far superior than what you're seeing on the Bucks. And he brought it out a couple of, you know, clips. It's hard for you to grab a little clip, I would say, from different parts. You know, one was kind of like they were going to take the field. One was in-game coaching. So it was a little bit different. But the thing about it, the point he had is that he feels if the Bucks do just don't have the coaching necessary to win this series they're just basically going out there giving Giannis the ball trying to give him some space and let him operate and do his thing and we've seen before in the NBA history and the finals history specifically that when you just have a one-man gang doing the whole thing it is a recipe for disaster that's just the facts you know so I would have to agree with Kendrick on this one I don't know about the dumbest team in NFL finals but they are definitely not the best as far as coached. It's amazing they got it this far. And when you get this far in the finals, I'm always the believer that whether your team, whether you're playing baseball, football, basketball, even 
boxing to a large degree, if you've been doing something so long, it's hard for you to change what you've been, you're accustomed to, what you've been doing right before a series or right before a huge fight. You kind of have to implement these things as you go along. And unfortunately, I see more of the same. I see maybe the Milwaukee Bucks maybe possibly winning one game, maybe two in this series, but I doubt they'll even get to two games. I see the Suns pretty much clearing out the series. I, I feel as if they are a better coach. They move the ball right. They execute better on offense and defense. They know how to spread space, but to also pass and get to the open open shooter, I just feel as if they play too dynamic as a team and they spread the ball really well. It, I feel as if it's a Suns year. You know, all things being equal, you know, holy Chris Paul, who's a lot of luck. You know, nothing happens this series. He closed out the series. But I, I feel as if the Suns are going to go ahead and get this series wrapped up. And, and I don't see them, I don't see it going to six games. I really don't. So I think they're going to close it out, the Suns. <laughs> it makes me think that that Suns in four guy. We talked about this a few weeks back, a few weeks back about how it was on bid on eBay at the point at around $7,000. I never got the the last ending bid. I'll check it for you guys tonight what the bid ended at, but it definitely was over seven grand. It was a one of a kind, Suns and Four figure that (laughs) was sounding like crazy, but that Suns and Four guy is, you know, I thought he just had like his. 15 minutes of fame, but it's it's not 15 minutes of fame. And if the Suns go ahead and win this series, it's going to continue. They're probably going to interview him, and it, it probably will go on and on. So kudos to the Suns. They're doing big things, and I just see them closing out this series. So I got the Suns wrapping up the NBA Finals. You know, it's nice that LeBron James is supporting Chris Paul in this. They're friends. And I don't, I don't feel as if it's, it's a something of a jealousy. I just think that he's a guy who really loves basketball. He being LeBron James, and he's supporting his friend who's in the finals. He did mention on a tweet that he got two more to go. I did want to go ahead and give uh, LeBron James some props and some cred, and also some spread some publicity for him, some free publicity. LeBron James does have his. Space Jam movie coming out real soon, and I even got my kids. Uh, I went ahead and got them a kids meal, and in the kids meal, it had I bought it had LeBron James figure in it, and it also had a Bugs Bunny figure in it as well. So that brought to my mind that the movie. It reminded me. I knew the movie was coming out for a while now, but it just reminded me, hey, it's coming out a lot sooner than I thought. So Space Jam Two. It's soon to give you that date. Yep, Friday, July 16th. You go ahead and see it on Friday, July 16th. The movie is Space Jam 2, starring LeBron James. The kids are excited about it, so I definitely am going to watch it myself. And definitely I would recommend you guys watch it too, Space Jam 2. Call in and let us know how you think the movie is, and then let us know about LeBron's acting job. How did he do compared to Michael Jordan. I mean, this is pretty big stuff that you get a Space Jam movie to follow up Michael Jordan. What are your thoughts? 
on the movie. What are your thoughts on how he does? Please let us know. Let us know prior to your thoughts about the movie and uh, anything about Space Jam 2. You're always welcome to call in at 516-418-5572. So Space Jam 2 coming out July 16th. And then uh, what we're also going to do today is is talk a, a, a lot about uh, boxing. I'll definitely do that. There's a lot of things that happen in the boxing world. But I, I definitely wanted to let you guys know my thoughts. And <laughs> I wanted to also let you guys know a few things about golf as well. In fact, let me do that. Let me talk about golf and talk about that at this point. And since it's been on my mind this whole week, I'll just go ahead and cut to the chase and talk about golf. I love playing golf. Golf is a great game. It's an interesting game. It's, you know, for a person who played baseball, I know that sometimes when you play baseball, you have an advantage because you're used to swinging and you're used to having something that you're handing, something in your hand that you're swinging is very similar in a lot of ways to baseball, but it's also very different in a lot of ways too. One of the great things about playing golf is that as you play, especially being that you may have played baseball in the the past, you usually start off with a faster swing speed than someone who's never had golf because you're used to swinging. Your body has already developed a lot of muscles that are very similar that you use in golf. Having said that, one of the most frustrating things that I've noticed, and I've been playing golf, it's now July 2021. I really would have to say I've been playing golf since September of last year. So this September of this year, which is going to be in two months, will make it officially one year. In that almost year, I would say the most frustrating thing that I've had to deal with while playing with golf, unfortunately, is dealing with other golfers. I hate to say it like that, but I'm going to tell you what happened this week. And it just, it just is just something that is unbelievable. Golf is what they say, quote, unquote, supposed to be a gentleman's game. I find that to be laughable, in my my opinion, because I find golf to be an 80-20 rule, meaning when you're playing golf, you'll meet about 20% of guys that are really cool, really class acts, and really gentlemen, but the other 80%, not so much. What I find with the other 80% that I'm talking about that are not cool They don't clean up after their pivot marks. They don't put sand in their divots. They don't clean up. They don't use any etiquette with the golf course. They'll put a banana peel in the trash and put one little banana thing inside the trash. The rest three is out, which I had to put it in the trash can. Like, you know, come on, guys, clean up after yourself. And I talked about that before on the show. But one of the things that really irks me is how negative and jealous that other golfers get. That is the thing that really, really irritates me. Just going to give you an example of what happened this week. I was playing golf, and I wasn't even actually playing golf at this point. I went to the golf course. We were supposed to have a Category 1 storm coming later in the day. So I went to the golf course at around, I guess around, I got there around 11, 11.30, the storm was supposed to hit around six. 
So, so I had plenty of hours to get there and get back home well before the storm would hit. hit. But I decided to go play because I knew it was going to be raining for the next couple, you know, at least at least for the next day. The ground was going to be wet. So I said, let me get out early, go ahead and play some golf, get it in, you know, kind of like working out, get your, get your workout in before the gym closes for whatever reason. Went to the golf course, and guess what? I timed it just right. The early crowd may have came and left. The afternoon crowd was coming in. It was very, very few people there. And I'm, I'm going to explain to you why this is all relevant. When I get to the golf course, there was just one other guy playing and a group of about six kids. Typically, when you go to the golf course at 1130, it's usually slower, but not that slow. So I actually got really lucky that it was very light traffic at the golf course. I get to the golf course, there is a chipping area, okay? Mind you, I just told you there's very few people there. I start chipping, you know, something I've done quite a few times. You know, and when I chip, I stand way back to where the thicker grass is. I don't even get to the close grass because I don't even want to mess up their grass. At least if I'm going to mess up their grass, which I fill in my divots with sand, I'm way, way back from the chipping area so you don't see it from the nicer green. So anyway, I'm chipping away. One of the guys, the attendants that kind of like watched the golf course said hi to me. He's not the maintenance guy, but he just kind of drives around the cart, making sure everybody's doing the right things. He said hi. He drove away. You know, I said hi. No problem. Not even 10 minutes later, he drives around again to me, right? I had on the green a small tripod with my camera, with my uh, cell phone using as a camera. And what I was videotaping was I was videotaping how the ball responds when it hits the green. So, for example, when you see the pros, they'll hit a shot. You'll see them from the tee shot. Of course, there's multiple guys' cameras. But and you'll see the result of the ball when it hits the ground, you know, and you'll see if they got spin on the ball when it hits the ground. You understand? You want to check the spin action. So I had several different types of balls that I was testing, and I was trying to find the, the ball that would suit me the best. I already pretty much had an idea which ball would suit me the best, but I wanted to show from a different angle on the green how the ball responds when it hits it. It's very different when you're hitting a ball in golf and you're standing back 20, 30, 40 yards, or even 100 yards back and you hit a shot, you can see the ball move, but it's a different angle you get when you actually can videotape the green. So anyway, uh, I was videotaping, you know, the greens. And then he drives and he asked me, he goes, so uh, what, are you, what are you testing? What are you, what are you videotaping? What are you checking for? I explained to him. I said, well, I'm testing out of several different golf balls here. I'm been checking to see the spin rate or spin that I get when the ball hits the green. You know, they're different quality balls. I want to see if the ball does what it says it's going to do in a box. He looks at me with this perplexed look, right? He looks at me with this perplexed look, and he goes, man, that, that's just a waste of time. You know, like basically shooting down my – with a bunch of negativity – shooting by my, my, my test, shooting down what I'm doing. So I said, no, it's not a waste because balls, it does make a difference. You understand? 
I already knew that, but I'm testing it to show and see myself a different perspective. I said, no, balls do make a difference. There's a difference when you spend $50 for a dozen of balls and you spend 10 to $15 per ball. And I explained some balls, they'll just pretty much do, they'll bounce and they'll just roll out. They won't give any spin action. Some will. I'm testing that today. He starts going in about being negative. You know, that will make no difference. I said, well, I want to know these things. You know, he goes, that's being too technical. I said, well, it's not, to me, it's not being too technical. And I'm testing this for a reason. And I said to him, I need to know these things because I'm going to play on the PGA Tour. You know, I feel that confident about my skills and my ability. That's what I said to him. He goes, man, you ain't going to play on no PGA Tour. You know, you can forget that. And then I said to him, I said, based on what? Your opinion? Based on your negative opinion, based on your negative outlook on life, I'm not going to make it. Based on what? Based on that? That's what I told him, right? And then I went a step further. I said, that's the reason why I don't like to play golf with a lot of golfers, because once you start playing and you start beating them, guess what? They start doing like you're doing. Hit me with a bunch of negativity, being jealous. For what? For no reason. And then, and then I said to him, then he goes, well, you know, you might play in the senior tour, what have you. I said, and he starts saying some insulting stuff. I said, well, check this out. You're not the determining factor of what I can and can't do. So I said, let me ask you a question. Since you asked me a question, let me ask you a question. Are you God? He didn't respond. I said, are you God? So unless you're God, you can't determine what I can and cannot do. You understand? So I said, well, and then he goes, well, I just want to make sure you're having a good time out here. I said, yes, I am having a good time. But I'll tell you one thing I don't appreciate is you coming over here with all this negativity. Okay? And then he had a Tiger Woods hat on, right? So I noticed he had a Tiger Woods hat. I said, why are you even wearing that Tiger Woods hat? Why are you even wearing that hat for? No one thought that that guy, Tiger Woods, could win 14 majors. Now, I did say 14 at the time because I was all flexed up. Tiger Woods actually won 15. Just want to let you know he won 15. He had 14. He won 15 when he had his son, uh, when he had his uh, son present. So I did say 14. I've just given you a replay of what I said. I did make a mistake. I did say 14. Tiger Woods does have 15. Anyway, I said nobody thought he could win 14 majors, right? And then he goes, well, why I thought. I said, check this out. You wear a Tiger Woods hat and you hit me up with a bunch of negativity. I'm pretty sure the guy didn't think Tiger Woods never came to a putt saying, oh, I can't make this putt. You have to. I've never met Tiger Woods, but I'm pretty sure that if you met Tiger Woods, I, I've never met him. I would love to. I'm very confident in stating this, and I'll bet my house on it, that I'm pretty sure that Tiger Woods, had he have to hit a 30, 20-foot, 15-foot putt, he would make – he wouldn't have nothing in his mind but something positive, positive thoughts. I'm going to make this putt. I'm going to win this tournament. You you have to in order for you to be as successful as he has, teammates. And I think, and I'm going to right now to say that I think Tiger Woods can still catch Jack, even with what's going on with his leg. I think he just needs to recover, walk on his own. There's a lot of guys that I play golf with or used to play golf with that had knee and leg problems and they still play. I think he's going to have to dial down his schedule, you know, which I said on the show before. And that's my opinion in order to get there and have a goal of one major probably win per year. But anyway, I said this to the guy, and then he apologized. He apologized, 
And then um, I said, apology accepted. Then he wanted to offer me like 30 balls for free. I, I told him, thank you, but no thank you. And then it got awkward. I mean, it just got awkward. I mean, the point of the story is that's one of the most frustrating things about playing golf is dealing with other golfers, dealing with other golfers. I even, I even said this in a golf group that I'm a member of. I won't say the person's name, but there was an attractive female who basically hit a drive. She hit it to the right, and she didn't hit it flush. She's a pro golfer. She's a pro golfer, a very attractive pro golfer, not, a, not an amateur pro golfer. And she, she hit the ball to the right, and she didn't hit it flush. I've seen this pro golfer hit golf drives before, and they've done much better jobs. So basically, they posted a video of not one of their better shots. All you seen was nothing but a bunch of likes and a bunch of positive comments. And I'm not hating on that. That's great to see. But one of the things that irritated me about this group, which I actually left the group, and I won't mention the group's name, a golf group I'm talking about, one of the reasons why I left the golf group is because I noticed that there was a couple of beginner golfers, male beginner golfers and novice golfers that posted a video and and wanted some, you know, some positive feedback on how they could get better. And they were actually better shots than hers. You know, and they were actually, they were beginner golfers. They said it straight up. I just started playing a month or two ago or three months. Boy, if I could tell you how many negative comments they got ripped up to shreds, up to shreds. I mean, it was was disgusting how many negative comments were on there. Again, that 80-20 rule, 80% negative, 20% positive. I'd even say, I'd even go a step further and say 90% in this case, 10% 10% positive. One person might have said something positive to every 19 negative, even less than that. So my question I asked in the group was, how is that possible that a girl can hit a ball who's a pro, not hit it flush, hit it to the right, a beginner or novice golfer post a video that looks even better than hers, and yet for her, you give her nothing but positive comments, positive likes, and for the guy, you rip him up like there's no tomorrow. Why is that? And that was my question. And a lot of them, you know, they basically commented on her derriere or what have you. She got nice derriere. And I'm like, okay, the point of this group is senseless. You know, if you really want to see girls that look attractive, that play golf, go to Instagram. You'll go ahead and like a couple of guys, girls that like, that play golf and they'll keep feeding you with a bunch of girls all over the world that are very attractive that play golf, okay? That's nothing new. I've started playing, like I said, since September of last year. I could have told you that, okay? There's attractive girls you see playing golf. Even when I go to the golf course myself, I see it all the time. So that's nothing new. That's nothing productive to me. So that's why I left the group. I don't want to be sitting there hitting here in a bunch of negativity, even if from, from a fellow, you know, from a golfer. Put something positive on there. And that's the, one of the irritating things about playing golf is dealing with other golfers. You know, Brooks Kep, uh, Kepler could, could tell you that. So it's frustrating, but you got to deal with those things. One thing also about, about the golf, you know, the group, 
it wasn't just the fact that they said, you know, that she has a nice derriere or what have you. But to me, it was deeper than that. The reason why I say that is because it wasn't just because she was attractive and she was hitting a golf ball. It had to do with the fact of male trying to put down another dude, you know, that male insecurity. That's what I think it is. And that's what you find a lot about in golf, meaning a new or a beginner or novice golfer can hit a ball 200, let's say 230, 240 yards, where an experienced golfer might only be able to hit 180, 190 yards. There comes the the short man's mentality and, inf- and feeling of inferiority that I can't keep up with this person, so I got to go ahead and put him down. And I, I deal with that myself. You understand? Hey, in order for you to hit the ball far, you need to have good swing speed. I thank God that he has blessed me with that, and that came from baseball, and I'm transferring that to, to golf. So I get to feel that too. Just like I told the guy, I don't like to deal with negativity and all this jealous stuff. It also has to do with guys being very jealous of other guys. It's not just the fact that she had a nice derriere. Believe me and you. Because guys posting videos that want to learn was way before her, before they posted her. If you had something positive, something motivational to say, you would have said it. Okay? But it's all about that jealousy thing. So being insecure yourself. Person is insecure they don't have a problem commenting or telling somebody some good advice. So gentlemen who play golf, check yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I giving golf a great representation of what the game and sport is about? A lot of times you think about that, more often than not, you'll say, I need to work on some things. So that is my golf story that happened this week during (laughs) Category 1 storm and unfortunately there's been a couple times where i had to get flexed up on the golf course you know i'm a nice guy anybody knows me in order for me to get that upset you really have to be ruffling a lot of feathers so that's what happened (laughs) my golf story this week and speaking of getting flexed up we're gonna go ahead and go ahead and transition into boxing a bit here today okay in fact let me let me let me uh kind of get some some props too and let me go ahead and talk about baseball a little first because because uh that'll come a little <laughs> but I, I do want to talk about about golf i'm sorry about baseball and i did want to give Antani, a lot of credit. He's he got the 31 home runs. He's doing great things here. You know, I just wanted to let you know he's leading with 31 home runs in the major league, and that's amazing considering yet he said himself that he didn't really do much batting practice throughout the year. It just goes to show you when you have muscle memory and you have skills that you know you don't really need as much. It sticks with you. That's one of the great things about playing games like, you know, golf and games like baseball is that once you get your swing developed right and you have that skill set down, it never really leaves you. You still have that muscle memory. And it's amazing that he's got 31 home runs. You know, he's, it's, it's truly amazing because uh, you have Tatis Jr. Just, you know, every time I watch Instagram, you see a highlight of him hitting the home run 
And for him to be leading the major with 31, that's that's outstanding. You know, we got the All-Star break coming up soon in Major League Baseball. Who do you guys think is going to win the All-Star game or the Home Run Derby? Definitely please give us a call in at 516-418-5572. 516-418-5572. And one of the things that's always a controversy around this time of the year is the Home Run Derby and why do some gentlemen decide not to participate? And, you know, I have mixed emotions on that. I I, kind of do see where a player says they don't want to go ahead and do a Home Run Derby because you have to come in with the Home Run Derby with the mindset of just hitting bombs and home runs. And typically when it comes to hitting home runs, when you don't think, when you think less about doing it, you actually hit more because you see the ball, you react, you hit the ball, your swing speed is there, and you just react and you hit that home run more than you just thinking about, oh, I got to hit this next pitch out. So I can understand what players can mess up their mindset by playing in a home run derby. And also I feel like another part of me is like, well, you should give the fans what they want. If they want you to play, you should participate. I see that side of it too. Uh, I would say, having thought about this argument, I would say if a player decides that it's not the best interest for them to play because it could hurt or hinder their game in the long term with the other half of the season going, I am going to give the player a free pass. I know that I would love to see them in a home run derby, but you know what? If a person is hitting a lot of home runs, just like I mentioned about Tatis Jr., you're going to see their home runs anyway during the game. So I'm in favor of giving a player a pass if he decides to go ahead and uh, not participate. I won't hold it as a negative stigma against them. I'll do that. And so if you don't want to join the Major League Baseball Home Run Derby, you get a free pass from me. I thought about that argument. It's, I can see both sides, but in the end, like uh, Ken Griffey Jr. didn't do it in one year because of the fact that he felt as if he was going to mess up his swing. And I can could, I could understand where he's coming from. You know, my kids, when I go to Top Golf, they want to see me hit home runs. They want to see me hit it over the fence. And the same thing, when I'm not thinking about hitting over the fence, just putting a great swing on the golf ball, hitting it as hard as I could, that's usually when you go ahead and get a home run, you hit it out. It's not that easy to hit it out of top golf, but if you connect on one and you put a charge into it, you can get it out. When I say you get it out, you have to hit one at least, typically at least 260 yards, and it's going to have to have some good height and carry. So I have one, a video of me actually hitting one out, but I didn't, I didn't come up there thinking about hitting it out at that moment. I just think about putting – Great swing, great fundamentally sound, hitting it, and it went out. So I can tell you from experience that that usually comes when you just concentrate on the fundamentals and hitting the ball square. So Major League Baseball is having an all-star break soon. Please let us know who you think has a shot of winning. And now we're going to go ahead and discuss boxing, big news in boxing. (laughs) 
Yeah, boxing, I have a lot to talk about today. A lot of great things that happened. Uh, let me start. Wow, so much things that happened this week. Let me start with the most recent, and then I'll kind of transition from there. Definitely want to thank Premier Boxing Champions, Showtime Boxing, and Magna Media. reason why I'm thanking them is because they included us into the press conference for Jamel Charlo and Brian Castano. Definitely want to give them a lot of thanks. Thank you. We really appreciate that from the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. So it's exciting to be part of a, a press conference. You know, you get a chance to hear insight, ask questions, see what's going on, get behind the scenes, and you hear from both sides. And uh, this press conference was very interesting. Brian Custer did a fantastic job. Thank you, Brian Custer, as well, for doing a phenomenal, fantastic job being the, the moderator during this press conference. Yeah, I got to give Brian Custer a lot of credit, ask great questions. The media was able to ask some questions as well. But one of the things that um, Brian Custer did say was that this fight with Jamel Charlo is a unified championship bout where you're going to have somebody come out of this fight at 154 pounds, have all four belts. I repeat that, all four belts. Yeah, so that's going to be definitely a huge fight. And I was really surprised that this fight is not going to be on pay-per-view. It's going to be on Showtime or Premier Boxing Champions. You can watch it. Premier Boxing Champions, you can watch the fight at Showtime also. But um, it is going to be a great fight. You know, what I was struck by was the fact of the amount of respect both Jamel Carlo and Brian Castano showed to each other. I know Jamel sometimes could go off and, and uh, play the big dog or big lion in his in his his case. He's, I jumped in the lion's den with this uh, press conference, but he considered himself a lion. The lion's den is is his company, and usually he has he has a a way of kind of like bullying or going and dissing kind of the other boxer. This fight he was not. He was very complimentary of Brian. He was very respectful. Both men were very respectful of each other. In this particular press conference, not one person said any dig, any slight in a negative way whatsoever with the other one. They both gave each other a lot of respect in their skills and their heart. Jamel Charlo, I'll just say that, you know, one of the quotes he said was that he felt Brian has a lot of heart. He knows that he's going to give him his all in this fight. He's not going to let up on him. He's expecting it to be a tough fight. He did say Brian's a very, very good fighter, and he's from Argentina. So, and with Castano, he said Jamel is a, is a tough competitor, great champion, and he did say that uh, he's looking to. The both men said they're looking to win, but they they did have a lot of respect for each other. So that was very interesting to see that very laid back kind of press conference. Brian Castano, one of the things that struck me was how 
laid back he was and how relaxed he was during a press conference. And typically, I hate to say this for those who are Jamel Cholo fans, but I got to speak the truth of what I see and observe being a work in the media. Typically, when a fighter is that relaxed that I've seen in press conferences, which doesn't happen too often, they usually have a very big night and go on to actually win the fight. I'm not saying that Castano is going to win this fight, but it definitely was eye-raising how laid back and relaxed, as you want to use the word, chill he was. He was just very... You know, he was confident himself, but he wasn't cocky. He was uh, very reserved. And Charlo was, was, was reserved as well. But Castano was at another another level as far as laid back. You would think that this guy was going on vacation on July 17th versus in a fight to unify the belts, I mean, which is going to be history, which is a legacy fight. And I was just really struck with that. And usually when... I repeat that when guys are usually laid back like that, they usually have a big night and usually win. In this fight, I do have the Lion, Jamel Charlo, though, winning the fight. I do think it's going to be a very, very close fight. A uh, few people did say that they think it's going to be a, a knockout. And they probably will be a knockdown and in this fight, but I'm not predicting a knockout, a TKO or a knockout. I could see the man going down, but I don't see it going. I see it going the distance, basically. I, I see that they're both very hungry. I mean, Jamel was, was very anxious. In fact, to, to get into the, the ring, you could just feel it off him. He was very, very anxious. He would fight right there if they would probably allow it. But, uh, yes, I have Jamel Chola winning this fight in a close, unanimous decision. What I mean by that is close fight, like – going to be a war and that's what I have Jamal Tolo winning a fight in a war capturing all four belts unifying all four belts at the 154 weight class which is not easy to do very tough very uh, huge accomplishment with uh, him being able to do that uh, that fight is on July 17th and we want to thank again all of the participants in the press conference, Jamal Charlo, Brian Castano, Brian Custer. That was interesting. Yeah, Brian Castano, Brian Custer was one of the line. Two Brian's. So Showtime Boxing Premier by Champions as well as Magna Media. Thank you again for including us on the press conference this week with Jamal Charlo and Brian Castano. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a, a great fight, and definitely the, the the nice thing about that is that it's going to lead into our next thing about boxing, and that's going to be the fight that's going on right now with Sinisa Superbad Estrada, and Sinisa was aggressive on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. She's really cool, and she's a really down to earth person. She's from East L.A. She has a fight tonight. She already has a belt. She's going for her second belt. So we want to wish Sinisa Superbad Estrada, who has been on our show, a lot of luck and success on our fight tonight. 
here on the zone. Yeah, so she's got she's got a huge fight. So I wish a lot of a lot of success. I, I have Fenisa Superbad Estrada winning that fight, and I definitely think she's gonna do big. She she did mention that I will let you know a little tip. If for those who did catch the press conference or a recap of it, our interview, I should say, with Sinisa, she prefers the, the three minute rounds, but due to the governing body, this fight will be a two minute round fight. She did say that her competitor did not want to go to the three minute. They wanted to keep it a two minute round. She feels that she has more time to do things in a three minute round. But I told her, hey, you know what? It's not going to matter at the end because you're going to do fantastic this fight. So she she has her fight. She's the second fight underneath the main event. So check her out. She'll be the one with the way in the cape. <laughs> super bad. Sinisa Superbad Estrada. And at the Ellen and Aaron Sports Radio Show, we, we're – Definitely a man of our words. I did mention to Sinisa that if she does win this fight and has her next fight, that we will be not only doing an interview with her, but we're going to give you great, great material and great insight. We're actually going to be attending Sinisa Superbad Estrada's next fight. So you heard that here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. So if you're not a fan of Sinisa, you're going to probably be a fan of her because we're going to cover her next fight. Live and in color, Sinisa Superbad Estrada. So hopefully she wins tonight and goes on to her next fight to do big things. I'm sure she's going to do fantastic, and that's on the zone. You can catch that there on the app. If you can't catch it tonight live, you can still watch it on the zone app. So check it out and root for Sinisa Superbad Estrada going for a second belt. So she's going to have a, a big night tonight. So that's that's some of the things in boxing. A lot of other things are going on. Uh, I don't know. I've been checking here, and I they haven't made it official yet, but there has been reports that the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight is going to be postponed because of the fact that Tyson Fury has came. Unfortunately, you know, many prayers and hope for a speedy recovery that he came down with COVID. So a lot of sources have said that the fight is going to be postponed. They've been saying that. It's in jeopardy. I mean, there's been a lot of reports saying that. However, I haven't seen any reports of the date of the fight. I'm waiting for, you know, top rank or Magna Media, somebody who's part of, the fight, not not from the outside, like a media report, but it has been from several media reports that they're going to postpone the fight. There haven't been an official announcement from the top rank or the Fury or Wilder camp stating whether the fight is indeed going to be postponed. The reason why I bring this up is because we are, you know, scheduled to go to that fight and cover it. You know, we we are waiting for the approval. For that, but we do have things in place to attend the fight. I'm hoping they give an announcement sooner than later to see where this is going, whether they're going to reschedule or not, so we can make arrangements. But if 
you know, God be with us that we should be able to go ahead and cover that fight for you guys. The Tyson versus Fury part three. We are scheduled to attend that fight. We will keep you up to date on what's going on with that. But from here, from what a lot of reports have said, again, Tyson Fury has come down, and it's not just him, but his camp has come down with COVID. And due to that, they're supposed to postpone the fight. I haven't seen anything official from the camps, so we'll we'll keep you up to date on that. So that's going on also in boxing. And also this Sunday, to keep you up to date too, a lot of boxing news, see? See, Aaron doesn't cover most of the new boxing, so I had so be here tonight. I'll give you guys a lot more boxing insight. Uh, on Sunday, they're supposed to have their first press conference. That's going to be Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence Jr. on Sunday at 5 p.m. You'll get a chance to hear from both fighters. It's their very first kickoff press conference for the big fight that's happening in August. And uh, I will get you my prediction on that fight as well. And I already pretty much can tell you, for those who have been listening, that I do have a change of heart of who I'm going to pick. But I will let you know that closer. I just checked now, and I didn't see anything. Still no, no official word of whether the fight is changed. I just don't, I'm just really confused. It's now July 9th, and that fight is scheduled for July 24th, which is just, it's uh, two, 15 days away. So I don't know what's going on. I hope they would let us know whether they're going to change the fight or not. I was I was hoping today they was going to make an announcement. They did not. You can still buy tickets. I did check that. <laughs> you can still buy tickets for the date. So who knows? So, but yes, in the meantime, continue to watch the other fights. You know, on uh, the 17th, got Jamel Charlo, Brian Castano. Hopefully the 24th, you have Tyson Fury and, and also, yeah, Tyson Fury fighting. And then also, we also do have here in August, the Manny Pacquiao fight in the first press conferences tomorrow, 5 o'clock. I'm not tomorrow, Sunday, 5 o'clock. So check out those things. I'm going to always keep you up to date on Boxing News. Definitely want to thank all of the new followers of our show. People have liked our Facebook page. And for those who haven't, it's you go to the Facebook page, just type in Alan, A-L-A-N, and A-N-D, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. Please like our page, please uh, share it. We leave feedback on there, questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you guys. And definitely, anytime you want to talk about a topic, let us know. Should be awesome. But uh, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and uh, let you know that we are thinking about you guys. And and here at the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show, that phone number again is always 516. 516- 418-5572. Again, that's 516-418-5572. So uh, next week, we have a lot of great things coming up in July. I will give you, again, 
up to date on the Charlotte versus Castano fight. I'll keep you up to date on any news that happens during the week. Also, I'm going to try to see if I can go to that boat parade. I'm, I'm curious about seeing how that goes down on Monday. So I'll get you up to date on that too. And we'll let you see what's going on with the NBA world as well. Also the golf world too. And definitely on behalf of Aaron, I want to thank you again for listening to the Alan and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. This is Alan and Aaron and it will be back with us very soon. I want to thank you guys for listening. Like, thank you for your support. Definitely thank you for your comments, insight here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Again, thank you again for listening. Feel free to shoot us a line. And in the meantime, you guys have a great weekend. Be blessed. Take care of yourself. And may God be with you. Thank you for listening to the Evan Aaron Sports Talk Podcast. <laughs> Subscribe and check us out on your favorite social media platform. Thank you.